Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Into the happy hour we travel. It's been a fun show. Annie Halvum joined us earlier. Brian Dutcher joined us earlier. Good Big Five. If you missed it all, you can get it on the podcast. 973thefansd.com. And on the Odyssey app, when you search Gwyn and Chris, I know there's a chaptering issue. I have been Explain deep that. in the what, weeds. What is a chapter? Well, issue? when you go to the Odyssey app and you type in Gwen and Chris, it will pull up the show. And then it, if the show's going or if the show is already done, uh, already completed for that day, it'll right. show up with the different titles for each segment that I put in there. And ours is stopping at 4 p.m. And I was alerted to that by a good listener. So I'm on. So they're I'm missing the it. last two hours. They can still get it. They just don't know what it is. Oh, it's not in like a particular order as they pull yeah. it up. Yeah. So I um, see. So yeah. I'm working on it. Everybody. It's quite inconvenient. Well, hurry up and fix it. I, I'm not the actual one that fixes it, but you I just did said alert you the were people. fixing it. Yeah, I sent an email to the people that actually. Oh, fixed so, okay. It. So you you just sent an email. You know he's on it. Okay. I forget his name. I think his name's Austin. He's on it. Austin, I think his name is. He's on it. So <laughs> you guys uh, hang tight. We'll get you the last two hours. Uh, of this show earlier we discussed what was an epic saturday here in san diego the biggest fan fest i've ever been a part of um and that's including los angeles when i was there Uh, i can't recall seeing that many people celebrating a team specifically the padres um and we got to not only celebrate um and it, as as we talked about earlier, this was the Padres' way of saying thank you to the fan base that came out in droves last season and continued that as their kickoff for 2023. We also got a chance to hear from quite a few of the players. And Fernando Tatis Jr. obviously was the one everybody wanted to hear from. I talked to – we had Alden Gonzalez on last week. He basically came out for 11 minutes. That's, no joke. That's how – I mean, he came all the way from Florida. He said, I, I'm, I'm only coming because – Fernando's going to speak. Fernando spoke for 11 minutes, and I know that seems short, but that's probably more than anybody else spoke the entire day. Oh, okay, it puts it in context. Um, but that's how big of a deal it was. We we talk about we talked spoke about it earlier. Him talking about what position he'll play. Uh, he got a little vulnerable too. He talked a little bit about how fans will receive him, not just here but around baseball. Uh, the good part of being in this game, since you have memories, I feel like I've seen everything. Oh boy what this game can bring you, what the fans can bring you. And I'm definitely looking forward to that challenge. It's going to be fun. It's going to be one of the most emotional years, I feel like, in my career. And uh, I'm looking to embrace it, and I'm looking to what is going to come. i tell you what. I would like to see, especially on the road, 
Fernando take on a villainous mindset. Oh, I would love that too. Us against them, right? Yeah. I mean, on the road, right? I mean, you're gonna get. He was getting booed there when before any of this happened, right? It's true. So why not embrace that? It seems like the athletes that have embraced that kind of villain role um, thrive in it. However, I don't know if Fernando really. I mean, he just is. A, he's a naturally happy person. So I, I actually going feel into happy. that mode would would probably won't be easy. I actually feel happy when I hear Fernando laugh and have fun because uh, he's just he's he's infectious. Yeah, no, it, it definitely seemed like um, he was comfortable in his skin. It would have been very easy to show up to Fan Fest and be nervous about all that was going to happen, but he stepped in and, uh, and 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 really handled it well. And he got one of the when Don was doing the panel with them when the Sea of San Diegans was outside in the in Gallagher Square. D- uh, Don announced him and he got probably the loudest cheer yeah. i think it, it was it was it seemed pretty clear that at least the people that were there have at least begin the process of forgiving or have if not have already forgiven fernando and now it's just squarely on his shoulders to keep doing what he's already started out to do we also heard from bob melvin and of course he was asked what position fernando will be playing but he was also asked where everybody would be playing well, I know we have a lot of good infielders, and regardless, we're going to have a, a very talented uh, infield with, with some versatility, obviously a lot of range. With the lack of shifting this year, it's probably going to come be that much more important to have athletic guys uh, in your infield. So, you know, we, we signed Xander to be the shortstop. Uh, he's not going to play every day, and we have some options as far as it goes there, too. You know, as far as Hassan goes, a lot of times last year in the shift, he's playing over on second base side anyway, so he's used to that. Crony's played some first base before. I'm not saying that's exactly how it's going to go, but gives us a lot of options. And I know in speaking with our guys, you know, we'll talk more once we get to spring training, but with speaking of our guys, they just want to win, and, and they realize that they might be moving around a little bit this year. Chris, you think uh, Bo Mill might tip his hand right there? Not too much. I mean, I mean, he. I think that's the first time we've ever we've he, ever heard him say we got he, him for well, shortstop. Well, we knew that because he has mentioned that that yeah, they I don't got think him for he's tipping anything there because that's. I mean, that's pretty much been assumed by everybody. But he yeah. also threw in the fact that Hassan Kim had played a lot of second base because of the shift. He also threw in the fact that Jake Cronenworth. He mentioned those guys by name, uh, playing first base, and you know, I I, I know for a fact. Jake doesn't know. I asked him yesterday where he's going to be playing. He said, I haven't, they haven't, we haven't had that conversation yet. It's all going to get ironed out as they get to spring training. And you know what? It probably won't get ironed out fast in terms of... Yeah, but if Jake's not going to play first base, who is? Yeah, I mean, if he plays second base, then what are you going to do? Put Matt Carpenter at first base and just leave Hassan Kim on the bench? I mean, for, to get them all in the lineup... It seems to me Hassan Kim is certainly not a candidate for first base. No. Bogarts is not a candidate. Fernando, I don't think, is a candidate. To me, Jake's the only first baseman possibility. So if he doesn't know where he's playing, he's based got to have on, a pretty good idea. Based on what? Because Carpenter, on the fact Carpenter plays, plays first base. Yeah, I know, but I don't see Carpenter being the everyday starter in the infield. And I think Cronenworth is an everyday starter in the infield. So if Cronenworth's going to be an everyday starter in the infield, to me, he's got to play first base. Kim's got to play second base. Carpenter gets a couple of starts over there. Xander's playing short. Manny's playing third. You know, your outfield, you know, at the beginning, 
Carpenter probably be in left field because you don't have Fernando. Grisham and Soto. I, I, I don't I don't really see a lot of options. Now the the only other guy that I could remotely see playing first base would be Austin Nola. What about Nelson Cruz? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. He hasn't played in the field for four years. Yeah. He's not. So I really I don't, don't even think, think he's going we're gonna see him in left field. Oh honestly. I didn't know it was no. four years. Yeah, he's been <laughs> strictly believe, a DH I, for I don't believe he'll even own a glove. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Never mind then. You'll probably yeah. see some some form of Matt Carpenter in left to start. Yeah. Uh, so I mean I just don't see any I mean I'm I just don't see any other place for Cronenworth to play. It's not that I Trying to make up the mind of Bowmel, I just don't see, you know, any other possibilities. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Juan Soto obviously was asked about his contract situation. We went over that earlier, but uh, he also was asked what he worked on during the offseason after joining the Padres via the trade deadline. Probably didn't have the overall season that he wanted. Here's what he said in terms of what he worked on this offseason. I work on my defense a lot. <laughs> I work on my defense and my speed and the bases and everything. Uh, you know, everybody's talking about my bat and everything. I think it's going to be fine. Uh, definitely I work on it. I think uh, it feels good the last couple of days, so <clears throat> I think we're going to be fine. Uh, uh, I feel good. My body feels great. That's the most important. We just got to be healthy and go out there and do our things. Yeah, that's a confident young man. Uh, he, he's not worried about the bat. So what did he do? He went and worked on the other parts of his game. Wouldn't worked on defense. Wouldn't worked on run. I saw some clips of him on the track working on that running stuff. So uh, Juan wants, seems like he wants to be a complete ball player. And I, I agree. I don't, I, I, I don't worry at all really about his bat. That is the least of, of the worries that you have with this ball club, I think. Juan Soto's going to hit, right? I mean, he's just that good. So if you take a half-a-year example of probably every player in the history spall, you could probably find a you know a stretch where Willie Mays didn't perform up to Willie Mays' standards. So got to believe that Juan Soto's going to really bounce back this year. It just, it's trending in that direction that this guy has a monster, monster season, or at least a monster start. Yeah. He's just too good. I agree. I, I think it, him having uh, the year to acclimate himself, he's coming into the year as a Padre, right? Yeah, he's, this is the first time that – it was the first time in his life that he'd been traded. He's 22, 23 years old. I, we've talked about it, Tony. If they picked you up tomorrow and dropped you in Cleveland and said you're the announcer for the for the Guardians – It'd take a while. It would take a long while, man. You yeah. got your kids to deal with. You got your wife. You got your family. You got your mom. You got everybody. Uh, trying to get acclimated can't possibly be easy. I'm not making excuses. I'm just honestly what it's I believe stating reality. So I think the fact that he's had a whole offseason to get acclimated is going to be trouble for the rest of the National League. I sure hope it is anyway. One of the guys who has been talked about Probably in a way that he wished he wasn't talked about in terms of losing his position was Trent Grisham when there was a lot of talk initially about um, Fernando moving to the outfield. Center field popped up immediately. That seems to have kind of simmered down at least on an everyday basis. Trent Grisham was asked about what he thought of the transition for Fernando moving to the outfield. Uh, well, Tavi's one of the best athletes I've ever seen. He's, I feel like he's going to blend into it well. Um, but it's going to be on... Uh... It's going to be kind of how, however he wants to do it. I feel like he's going to 
kind of blend into it himself. But uh, definitely, I'm going to try to help him however I can. He's had he's had some experience. Um, there's nothing I would tell him. I would just I would tell him like I tell anybody about just how I communicate with my guys and um, and just being on the same page. Really, I mean, it's more for me playing with corner guys. It's just all about communication. So um, whether that was a guy that's been out there for ten years or a guy that's never been out there, it's kind of the same um, for my shoes. Tony, first of all, Trent was rocking like a Luigi. Ah. I just mustache. Was, I was gonna say, who has the worst mustache? Matt and it Carpenter was like, or Trent Grisham? And it wasn't just like a Luigi mustache. It was like blended in with like a beard too. Wait, did he have a curl? He had a little curl. It, it looked mustache? like it looked like it had a little curl. It I don't know like if it was he, intentional. It looked like he was playing for the Cleveland Spiders back in the day. <laughs> he had some burns, you know. It was it, the eighteen ninety nine. The mustache spiders. was yeah. He was an eighteen ninety two mud hen or something like that. He but did. his 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 mustache is he lo- did have loud a, and proud. He did have a seventies appeal last yesterday or <laughs> Saturday when I saw him. But uh it was interesting to get his take. You you know, he was he was a consummate professional even while having his worst season last year before getting hot in the playoffs and I don't expect any of that to change. All right, let's step away, let's take a break. When we come back, more Gwen and Chris on the way. Here's some traffic. here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sit back, relax, listen to those keyboards. I see what you did there. Yeah. 519 is the time, Chris Ello, Grammy Award winner, Tony Gwynn Jr. Yeah. And, of course, Matt Scraby. Anybody watch the Grammy Awards last night? Did or? not. I read about them this morning. I take pride in today. not watching Oh, you take pride, pride in not it. watching yeah. them. Why do you Why take pride in it? I'm over all award shows. All yeah. award shows. Yeah, I'm over them. Why? I'm not going to watch the Oscars. I'm not going to watch the Golden Globes. Why What's not? your reasoning? Uh, I just don't care for any of the speeches. I don't care for any of the uh, musical acts. I just don't. It's not my thing. So you, you'll bypass the Grammys to watch a murder mystery or murder. I didn't say that I was watching that. 
I was watching but, CSI Las Vegas last we, night instead. We, we do know you watch it. I walk in every day and see you watching some craziness. Yes, you do. <laughs> you, you most definitely do. Uh, but are you guys... Just I not know, your cup of tea, huh? Chris is a definite Academy Awards he guy. Is. I like he the is. Academy Awards, but not as much as I have in the past because I just haven't seen as many of the movies. I, I think that to a certain extent, since COVID, uh, I don't think movies in general have been... All that great. They haven't caught back up yet, they right? They really haven't. I, I mean, there's not a lot of great movies. I mean, we talked about the win, the one that's supposed to win last week, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I just don't think it's a very good movie. I think Top Gun Maverick was the best movie last year. I, I'd love to see that win, but yeah, I don't think the movies have caught back up yet. It's almost like they've been in this like haze ever since... We weren't going to the yeah. theaters, and, and they were just the releasing best, it straight to us. And a lot of the best work is showing up on the streaming services now. Yeah. And television, Yellowstone gets the critical rave reviews and, you know, so many shows on uh, Netflix or Hulu. Uh, anyway, congratulations out there to Lizzo. She won the record of the year. Do you know this song, Tom? Tony? It's called... About damn time. I do. <laughs> All right, so good, good song, good record. I do. It's a good song. All good right. record. Well, it was record of the year, so it's uh, going to be recorded in the history books. The album of the year went to Harry Styles. Tony. That was the upset. That was an upset. That was an upset. A lot of folks. Uh, I think Beyonce. Beyonce was there was to win that? there was a, some really good ones in that category, yeah. and Harry Styles comes out. Do you have the uh, Harry Styles album? I, Is I think a better question, is there still such a thing as an album? Yeah, but it's a digital album. It's a digital, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, you know, one of the gifts my mom got, one of my daughters, I think it was Leighton, my youngest, she got her a vinyl record player. Really? Yeah. That plays records? Records. <laughs> that plays <laughs> records? Yeah. I actually have a few records I, 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 stashed I, away somewhere. I mean, that's how most of us... Grew up Absolutely. listening to music, right? Yeah. And my dad and my dad used to. Still haven't figured out exactly how it works, but certainly how that used, needle going right, on a piece of vinyl right. it brings music bring, out, to brings us. it in order the way it's supposed to come to you yeah. too. It's it's quite it's quite amazing. But yeah, yeah uh, back in the day too, it was almost impossible to keep the needle clean. The record was always scratchy. Right, right. You could never really get a clear. The invention of the CD was was CD was, was next a big level. step forward. Yeah. <laughs> Big step forward. Um, all right, little Super Bowl news on the first day of Super Bowl week. Eagles coach Nick Sirianni says, yes, I do, when he was asked if he has a chip on his shoulder. He was asked if he has a chip on his shoulder because, although very few of us remembered this, Nick Sirianni was let go by Andy Reid. Reed took over as head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs after the 2012 season. At the time, Sirianni was the Chiefs' wide receivers coach. He was not retained. Andy Reed gave him the boot, kicked him to the curb. I think it's kind of interesting, right? I mean, Sirianni's first NFL coaching job there with the Chiefs, and Andy Reed came in. Now uh, Nick Sirianni says, look, I mean, he handled it professionally. He wanted his own guys in there. So what was I to do? But Nick Sirianni says that he still has a little chip uh, from something that happened, what, 10, 11 years ago? I don't believe you, Nick. Don't believe him. I don't, I don't either. I don't he's, a, he's a head coach in the NFL. Like, <laughs> you've got bigger fish to fry now than being upset about not being retained as a wide receiver coach. Okay. You seem to land on your feet. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's worked out pretty well. Sirianni... Uh, and it was like... 
10, 11 years ago at this point. <laughs> Did anybody know that Nick Sirianni was a quality control coach for five years with the then San Diego Chargers? I didn't know that. I didn't know it was the Chargers. I knew he was yeah, a quality control. Same, same. Yeah, he was with the then San Diego Chargers from 2013 to 2017. He was mentored there by Frank Reich. Um, Which is why he felt some type of way when beating the Colts and giving. Um, he was he was he was fired up about that he was game. Having I it, he was that. having it out with the fans over I there. Recall that, yeah, he didn't like to see Frank Reich uh, let go there. Anyway, you look, it's the Super Bowl, right? They're going to dig up everything 100%. that's happened in your career, and if you coached uh, or had a chance to coach under Andy Reid, then. Uh, they're going to remember that. You know, so. the 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 first day of press conferences for the players begin today. And I couldn't help watching this, thinking how bad it would have been for the Bengals to be in this spot with all these cameras. They would have certainly said something that would have pissed off <laughs> the, Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles and got boat raced because of Are it. Are the Bengals the Grizzlies of the NFL right now with all the trash talk that's been going on? That's a good. That's a, you know that's a good question. Or maybe I Eli. Apple. I don't think they are because they do have a leader in Burrow who seems to have at least some coolness about him. Although you know he wasn't, he wasn't actually squashing the whole Burrowhead thing either. But no, I don't. He, he didn't come out and say, "Hey, wait a minute, maybe we ought to win a game or two first. But I, I, I don't think so. I think Memphis is in a league of their own right now. Talk a little bit about the Memphis Grizzlies, Tony. Why, why, why do you say this? Is it because of Dylan Brooks hitting Donovan Mitchell in the nether regions? I just, we, or we, is it uh, more? So there's just been a bunch of incidents, right? So we'll start with we're not worried about anybody in the West. That's where that it started. Was ja that was Ja Morant. Yeah. Then you had. And they haven't won a game since. They, it then, seems basically. like they haven't, right? right? And then you had the whole Dylan Brooks. Uh, inciting uh, Shannon Sharp to come out of his seat and fight, right? Then you fast forward to Dylan Brooks with the backhand to the family area of uh, Donovan Mitchell, yeah. right? Uh, that turns into something. And then you hear this latest incident where the Pacers uh, are tr getting onto their bus after the game. There's some back and forth with John Morant and his entourage. Uh, and then there's a report of some type of laser being pointed. And there was no, uh, it couldn't find any evidence of any gun anywhere. But I mean, at some point, you got to grow up. Like this, that's, these are, this is a basketball game. And I get it, things get intense, but intense enough for a, a red beam to be pointed at somebody? That is just. Now, who was, where, do we know who that was pointed it, at? It was pointed at the coaches and the players on the Pacers in their bus. Really? Yes. And so the NBA did an investigation on it, and they basically uh, have banned somebody in, I think John Morant tweeted about it. Oh, yeah? One in of his entourage? best friends have been banned from the arena for a year. Wow. Uh, but wow. but it, go, it it also speaks to what happens It'd be when... It's kind of scary if you're sitting on the bus and a red right, laser it, even if it, found Even if it was you. one of those pin lasers, you don't know. You, you just, don't know. You, you don't know that. Yeah. Right. And so it, it speaks. It speaks to a larger point of what happens when you rise to success very fast, and you know may not have the maturity to, to deal with all that comes with it. 
How many how many player how many people is a superstar in the NBA allowed to have in their entourage? That's a good question. I don't know. Right? I, I mean, I mean, is there a limit? Can you just bring it, in like forty guys thing. with you to every game? Here's or? the thing: it's 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 one thing to have people in your group that you know. I'll give you LeBron James. Like everybody he has in his group is like doing something. You know, you got Mav Carter who is handling all certain parts of his business. You have his agent. Like, those are his best friends, but those are also people who are doing, like, real jobs for him. They're not just hanging out. Um, and I don't know that that's the case. I don't know who what it is that John Moran has, but yeah. that's not – that ain't the look. That one is, that's one not person the look. that I know Kyle Kuzma doesn't bring with him in his entourage is a dress coordinator. My God, did you, you see the air balloon he wore to the, to the field? <laughs> Oh my Wait, God! Why? Kyle Kuzma's gone crazy. Okay, so we He's had absolutely insane. We, we saw the big pink sweater last year, right? Yeah. Oh, he won up this bad boy. He had some it type is of crazy. It was scraby. a. I think it was. I think it was a jacket. That a like jacket that looked like a balloon or a helium balloon. I'm telling I don't you, know what if, it was. if a plane crashed, he wouldn't have to get the thing out from under his seat. <laughs> his his ja- he would have been a floating device in his jacket. <laughs> he could float on his jacket. Why can't I Scraby, find you got to find this. I'm this, trying. How can you I'm not trying. find a picture of Kyle Kuzma <laughs> in his jacket? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> What? I don't even know what that is. It's hard. It's it's hard to even call it a jacket. Yeah, Kyle it's, Kuzma's gone it lo- crazy. It looked like he stuck his arm in some floaties. You know what and also- like it like <laughs> it like blew up everywhere. You know, it also looks like those little like um, rings that go around your neck on the airplane that you you sleep on. You know? How you oh yeah, your- yeah. The, the, it looks the like head that. rings. Like what is he wearing? You guys got to just type in Kyle Kuzma fashion and look at some of the images that come up. It's. Uh, he, uh, I can't wait to see the memes that come from this jacket. Interesting, <laughs> interesting taste. <laughs> the wizard's mascot put on a, put on a tarp and said, How, "Who's better?" <laughs> Pretty interesting, Kyle. All right, uh, we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, interview the day headed your way has to do with uh, the Padres Fan Fest, which was uh, Padre Caravan, the Fan Fest Caravan. Both were a tremendous success. Over the weekend, as the Padres and their fans got together, we'll find out more about it when we return on Gwen and Chris. Well, that didn't take long. Tom Brady. Will, Coming back, baby. He is. Scraby's convinced of it. 2024. Oh, he gave himself a year. He'll take the year off before heading to, what, Fox? Yeah, Fox, yeah. Fox. Heading to Fox to start his TV career. So that does leave the 2023 season available, according to Matt Scraby. It sure does. He, yep. Scraby is convinced that t- because Tom made this announcement. On the same day that he made last year's announcement. Right. He is he is definitely coming back. How many days was he retired for last time? 40? I think 40, yeah. Yeah. So he's got another 36 days of retirement left before Scraby is convinced he will announce he's returning. See, Brett Favre never officially at some point didn't file his his retirement paperwork so that he could come back. And I Has Tom seen, filed his? You know, I just looked briefly. I haven't seen anything about it. Oh, you're, you just you're searching what, the archives of the paperwork? Still, no, I typed in, did Tom Brady actually retire? Oh, you know, that'll probably get you the answer very easy. It didn't. It did. <laughs> but I know that he is still active in the NFL. 
Uh, Scrub, you wanted me to, to announce something else. I can't remember what it was. Well, we are going to be having the Super Bowl on ah. this station. The big game. The big game. We're if, having. if for right, some don't reason... Don't tell me that we're carrying the Super Bowl, but we're not allowed to call it the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, no. We could talk. We no. We we are okay. The Super Bowl always gets us in this in yes. this realm. The Super Bowl we could talk about in a, in a news way. Explain to our listeners why we're even having this conversation. Because the Super Bowl is going to be on this station, right? Ninety seven three, the fan, starting at three thirty on. That's so what's the big deal? To the game the big deal is that the NFL sues everyone that uses the name Super Bowl, and when you're attaching it to some prize, that's why we can use it here. When you're attaching it to prize, like oh, you can win. Uh, food for the big game. It's because can't they even say can't the big game. Super Bowl. No, they. Can oh, use they can't the use big game. game. Okay. Can't you can't say guacamole and Super Bowl in the same sentence. If you're trying to sell guacamole, no, you can't. All right, buy my guacamole and watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. nope <laughs> so nope, I just nope, got nope. sued. You just got sued. <laughs> well, buy my guacamole and watch the Super Bowl. You can. Sue no, me you again. just said it again. You just got sued twice. <laughs> buy my guacamole and watch the Super Bowl. No, it would be buy my guacamole and watch the big game. That's just ridiculous. You want to win some big game tickets? How Somebody else they? like that we can't use? Oh, yeah. Michael Buffer. Yeah, right. it's uh, Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Can't use that. What? You can't use it. <laughs> you that. just got sued. <laughs> no, 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 no. You just got sued. You just said it twice. <laughs> I know that Michael Buffer is very up to date on his uh He's, he his got somebody, he's got somebody listening. He for does. Sure. He does. So it's crazy. Not, let's not, right. let's not play say, around. You can't say 3-peat either because that was copyrighted by Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Many years. That was a pretty. That was the smartest one I ever saw. Man. When they won two, they didn't actually NBA get it titles. done. But they didn't get it. But he copyrighted the word three Pete, and he's he's made life. Well, he that's didn't why. It, that's why he but looks how much like money uh, is he made Al Pacino from Scarface all the time. Like he's just <laughs> wavy. Step ahead. <laughs> Pat Riley was a tough post game interview. I must tell you, was he? For yeah, he one reason, us. one reason only. Hate to share behind the scenes. Pat Riley was a tough post game interview because he was always smoking a dart. And you're trying to interview him. So well, it was the 80s, man. Like, you probably stuff. had a lot he of... He was inter- in the locker room! But I'm saying, though, you probably had a lot of interviews with darts involved in the 80s. Darts were involved. Early 80s. Late 80s for Pat Riley. Darts. Man. I do remember as a child walking A little through. stressful tonight's game, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. I right mean, in your face. You, know, you, don't think much of, you don't think much of it, of it, but I certainly remember walking through the Padres locker room in the late 80s. Seeing a lot and, of them, and, and seeing some, some, yeah. uh, some cigarettes in there yeah. for sure. Different deal. Definitely different deal. Different world. Uh, it seems like, so Scraby has this, the media day, is it start? it starts today, huh? It looks like it. Looks I, like it's just Philly going right now. I always right thought now. media day was that like was during Tuesday. the day, too. It, well, they've made it a primetime event. Ah. It, it has there is a lot a of people there, yes, for sure. There are a lot of people, but we're going to have some audio from Media Day tomorrow. Now, uh, do you guys have Super Bowl party plans yet? Is, I mean, yep, we're, we're it, making guacamole and watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can say that because you're no, not I selling your guacamole. Yeah. I can say that. Um, okay. I, 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 well, sure, what are you, you got, doing, Tony? Uh, I haven't decided yet. Okay, I'll it's, be over. It, it, and I haven't decided for good reason. I'll my, be over. I'll, I'll be coming over. My wife's birthday. Over my my wife's birthday I'm, I'm, falls on Super Bowl oh, Sunday. Oh no! Probably quite often. No, because no, it's just this, recently it's just been got moved pushed back because yeah, of these extra rounds. Back, so what's yeah. gonna happen? I don't know. Oh no! I don't know. So I, I would love to invite you two gentlemen over, but I don't know that I'll actually be seated watching a Super Bowl in a place that is suitable to have company. With all due respect to your wife. It is Careful. Super Bowl Sunday. It's her birthday. I know. She only gets one of these a year. Happy we early birthday. We only get one Super Bowl a year. 
I'd like to see how far that argument takes you. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what are you trying you to say? You know, honey, the Super Bowl's only once a year, too. Chris is trying to and I'm getting ready to leave like in less than two weeks or like two and a half weeks or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, the game is going to be on the uh, radio. You can listen to it here on 97. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it while you're doing some yard work Sunday. You can also listen to it on the Odyssey app. Uh, you're probably right. I probably need to ha- take all this down. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get to our interview of the day. Annie Halbram joined us earlier to break down that Many that uh, caravan that the Padres went on and Fan Fest. Before that, here's some traffic. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Annie Heilbrunn from the San Diego Union Tribune joins us here on Gwyn and Chris, and uh, it's always great to have you on, Annie. Uh, I don't know how you could describe the Fan Fest or the caravan on Friday 
as anything but an amazing success, not only from the Padres' side, but for the fans to come out in that kind of number uh, just shows that, uh, you know what, we do have some pretty good Padre fans in this town, huh? Tony, Chris, it is it's great to hear your voices, by the way. I, I would have loved to get Tony's autograph at FanFest, but there was just too many people. There was, <laughs> that line was too long. Well, they also had security with him. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. But, but, uh, but yes, we'll talk about that. But it, it was great to have those two events back to back because I think it just really fired San Diego up. It just felt like, okay, baseball season is here. They did so many great things in the community on Friday. There were just like so many great moments. And, and, um, I think the players really had a good time doing that. And then on Saturday, you know, you hit them with a fan fest and, you know, it was, it was this, this chaos that I don't think anyone ever, totally imagined how how many people would actually not only show up but stay for pretty much it seemed like most of the day um yeah and so i mean it just really goes to show you like how excited the city is for this team and honestly like i don't think it even hit me you know we saw those photos going around of the big four and things like that you know after that event i don't think it hit me that all these guys are on the same team until i saw those photos and all of them together on one stage and things like that and it was like okay like now you're you're starting to really get excited for the season and what might come yeah it's funny you said that because I, I thought the same thing until that photo was posted of all four of them on the stage I don't think it had really hit me until that very moment and it is a it is it's a nice it's a nice thing to wake up to for sure to have <laughs> Those four guys sharing the stage. And I want to ask you a little bit about the caravan because that was really yeah. unannounced. Um, and it wasn't just the group that you mentioned and, and Juan Soto and Jake Cronenworth and Tim Hill. They had other caravans going around the city. Just talk a little bit about your experience with the group that you traveled with. Yeah, it was really cool. So you're right. There was there were 15 players total. And then the group that I was hanging around with was, um, yeah, Jake Cronenworth, Tim Hill, Juan Soto, and Ethan Salas. And, but then there were all these other players, including Manny Machado, Yu Darvish, Fernando Tatis Jr., Joe Musgrove, um, Xander Bogarts. I mean, the list goes on and on that were making stops because they were in other groups. So they went to South, um, South San Diego Central and also East San Diego. And I believe a little bit into North County. I'm not sure exactly how far they got on that. But to hospitals, to schools to um, a military base, and then also to um, just drop-ins. Like there was an hour that they walked the streets in the gas lamp, that they walked the streets in Little Italy, um, and were just hanging out. So it was really cool in that sense. They got a little bit of that organic feel where if you were just, you know, hanging, if you were just in in, in the right place at the right time, you were going to catch one of these guys. And, you know, you, n- you never see them in that kind of atmosphere where yeah. – Juan Soto is standing at a pizza parlor, you know, in Little Italy, trying to get himself a piece of pizza and other, you know, other people that are just eating their food over there and, and having fun with him, things like that. Um, he took someone, someone was driving around shouting his name and they finally parked <laughs> and got out, went up to him, had on a Dodgers hat. He took the hat, he threw it to Ethan and he gave her his Padres hat so it was just these little fun moments but then I, it was fun because I was with them for the school and for um the Petco pet store as well and so at the school you can just imagine how yeah. nuts these kids went I mean it was they you there were 50 kids around these guys at all time but but Juan played the piano at one point a cafeteria worker kissed him on the cheek um Jake was playing soccer and racing all the kids 
you know, Tim and Ethan were having a bunch of fun. And then at the pet store, Tim was holding a cat and, you know, Jake was learning about fish and, and Juan was trying to avoid a snake. And I mean, it was just all these fun little <laughs> moments that you never get to see. But one thing that did stand out to me too is Juan Soto. Like this guy, his personality, I, I think having him now for a full year and him coming back in and feeling comfortable, he is funny. He's got a funny personality. I think him and Fernando, once they get going, are going to have a heck of a lot of fun out there. Um, but we, I got to see a lot more of Juan Soto's personality, which which is a kick. The great Padres reporter, you see her down at the, all the Padre games, also uh, writes uh, from time to time at the San Diego Union-Tribune. Our friend Annie Heilbrunn is with us. And I know you wrote about this in your story Saturday, Annie, but talk about the genesis of the caravan and the Padres' idea and, you know, getting the players to buy into this. I mean, you, you have your, yeah. your fan fest on Saturday, but the caravan, I mean, from what I've seen in the past, not Padres, but just in general, you're lucky to get one star player to commit to doing a caravan like this. Every single Padre player committed to this caravan. And basically they gave two days of themselves with Friday and Saturday together. Yeah, that's what was so interesting about it because you guys know, and I know it sounds, you know, especially for Tony, whose dad was always willing to do community events, it sounds like, oh gosh, okay, these guys are giving two days. But in this day and age, it's it's kind of a lot. Like you're asking, they're, they're just used to having this off-season time to be with their families. They give so much time away from their families during the year. And then they're so close to going to spring training that to ask them to do those two days um, in a row was was a little bit more of an ask, you know, and everybody was caught, everybody realized that, but the players bought in right away. And for all the superstars to buy in, like, and really the whole genesis of it was to thank San Diego. We want to go around. We want to thank San Diego. Some, some of those stops, you know, are, are kids and fire stations and PD and hospitals, but some of them are just organic on the streets things. And they didn't want the public to know about it. A, because we saw what happened in FanFest, basically, right. with moms. Um, but B, also, they wanted it to feel grassroots. It was very important to them for it to feel organic and, and grassroots. And, like, you just might run into one of your favorite players that day. So um, it, it made for it to be very fun, I think, because people, word of mouth got around a little bit, and people were, were, were showing up that knew some of the locations. But for the most part, it was also just, you know, random people that just happened to be there at the right time. And so... Um, I think that was a lot of fun for players and they got to be with each other. I think that helps too in terms of camaraderie and just building a little bit of a, of a relationship even before you're going to spring training, especially with them going to the WBC, like that could be helpful as well. But it does speak a lot to the team and the players and everybody involved, the community relations department at, at, at the Padres, um, that they were able to get so many players, the superstar players, because you're right, in the past, that's really your guys that, that probably aren't starting every game. You know, you might get one of those guys, but you're definitely not getting a majority of them, and that's really what the Padres had to this caravan, which was really cool. These are the sacrifices of having a good team. You know, you got to yeah. make those type of sacrifices <laughs> where the superstars come out. Annie Halbert joins us, Padres reporter. You see her on the sideline there. You see her. Uh, occasionally you read her writing in the uh, Union Tribune. And I, I, you mentioned superstars, and you and Kevin Acey did a, a terrific piece on on really Fernando and him kind of uh, getting back into the groove of thing with his teammates, particularly Joe Musgrove. 
Just talk about what you saw with your own eyes when you got a chance to go down there and watch those guys work in terms of Fernando kind of getting back into the groove of thing with his teammates. Yeah, th- thank you for that. And it, it was really cool to, to be out there and to see him looking more like himself. Um, I think that the last year or two, we had kind of not seen the same Fernando Tatis Jr. that we saw that came into the league um, with Eric Hosmer and Manny Machado that first year and everything. And, you know, of course, people are going to grow and they're going to change and things like that. But he had, he had lost a little bit of that kind of light that he had had. And um, I think part of that, too, was was the injuries. I think it was the, how quickly he rose to superstardom. I think there was a lot going on. But at the pool, he was he was mellow. He was quiet. He was focused. But then he was Fernando. Yeah. He was having a good time. He was racing Joe Musgrove. He was doing a little trash talk. And what was cool about the, the pool setting was it wasn't just baseball players. It was also professional. It was the class is designed for elite professional athletes. So there were MMA fighters. There were um, rugby, professional rugby players. There were some NFL people. So it's cool because they were all able to sort of support each other and be in this environment where you're not, it's less physical than people think because right. actually these guys see it as like a almost like a rest day, which cracks me up because you know I I would drown in there. But, <laughs> but they, you know what I mean. But they're, they're you know for them it's easy on their joints, it's easy on their muscles. It's really more about mentally being able to get to that next level, and it's really you against you. It's not you against the guy next to you. It's it's how can you tap into bettering yourself that day, and so. They really liked that. That whole element of it was really great and really cool. But in talking to Fernando, I, I really wasn't sure what we were going to get. And um, he was, you know, he, it was clear that he felt like it was clear that he was still holding on to the scars of last year, right. but that he was also ready to move forward and that he was confident. And I mean, he the the, the surgeries that he had, he feels good about. Um, the, I think the, the emotional and mental, you know, growth that he's had over the last six months or last year, he also feels good about, I think in the long run, this might be a period. And of course there's many years that are, are, you know, he's going to have to continue to show that, but, um, this might be something that was good for him. No one ever wants to go through that, but it also seems to have reset him in some ways. And so, um, I, I think that he's in a good place mentally and he's in a good place where he understands that like the only thing that matters right now is his work. You know, he can talk about it and he does talk about it and he hasn't shied away from any question he's been asked, but he also realizes, okay, I got to go out there and I got to show it. You know, I got to show that I'm committed to doing the things behind the scenes that I need to do, to being a good teammate, to being a good, you know, ambassador to the organization and also to myself that I'm going to, you know, show myself that I'm able to recover from this. Um, and so it was fun to see that. You know, I, I asked him, I think you guys are going to kick out of this. Like, you, should you give yourself some time? Like, you know, you might not be able to go from zero to 100 right away. Like, maybe give yourself, like, a grace period. And he just kind of laughed at me, you know, like the stupidest question he's ever heard. <laughs> you know, and because, um, you, you know, of why. Like, he, he knows how to play baseball. You want to catch the rest of that interview with Annie Halbrum, you can check it out, 97.3thefansd.com or on the Odyssey app. Until tomorrow, we have great guests lined up for you. We do have a good show tomorrow. Fantabulous game show again. Scraby, chance to get your title back. Champ is not here. Champ is not here right now. No, the champ is here. I know. Just not you. Not in this seat. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. Touchdown, Kansas City! Big Padre fan. He sure is. Well, 
You have to tune in tomorrow to listen to that. Until tomorrow, have a good night. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.